And we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Amanda. And this week we are on part three of our Jesus Trump series. Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. Here. The Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Yes, this is the third of the episodes about this new religion that has made its appearance in the world revolving around Donald J. Trump. Mm. I had to put the J in there to make it sound really official. Well, yeah. President-like. Yeah, very presidential-like. Unlike last week, we had the most unpresidential people ever, like Greg Locke yelling about witches. Remember that? <laughs> yes, and the, and the brooms. Yeah, and then the, the leftists are coming. The oh, leftists are coming. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. That was last week, so this week we're going to be kind of tying things from... From that to like, how how did this Trump religion spread from these random Q type preachers like Greg Locke to like actual politicians in the mainstream? And the best way to get to that is with a guy named Gene Bailey. Now, Gene Bailey is a host of a show called Flashpoint. Flashpoint is on the Victory Network, which is like a thing you can get with most cable subscriptions. They also have a online subscription thing you can get it on roku and all that kind of stuff so the victory channel is like an actual channel and it's owned by this guy that we're going to talk about named kenneth copeland but before we get to him we're going to talk about the host of this specific show flashpoint and his name is gene bailey and this guy is a full-blown q warmonger he's such a warmonger that we're going to get into like why they're obsessed with war Mm. specifically with war and fighting Okay. He's one of those. He doesn't have the anger, like, the angry, yelling style of Greg Locke. He's more calm, but the things he says are more extreme, which is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So according to the, the website that Gene Bailey has, genebailey.com. Oh, nice. Flashpoint is a program on the Victory Channel. Watch Flashpoint to discover prophecy and current events are aligning to usher in the greatest awakening the world has ever known. Host Gene Bailey, along with regular contributors Mark Murillo, Hank Kuneman, and Lance Wall now, are joined by special guests that include prominent prophetic voices in the church today, as well as political, governmental, business, and church leaders. I would change that channel so fast. I know. Think about that description. Like, he's already just blatantly rolling in, like, business and politics. He's like, yeah, Christianity and everything. Like, no separation. That is, At all. <laughs> it's It's crazy. That that's how they describe themselves, and they're obsessed with prophecy, which is a weird thing. That's what I'm saying. I would change that channel so fast. I don't think that most Christians are as obsessed with prophecy as all these people are. Are they? Uh, I mean, are you out? Th- if you're out there and you're a Christian, let me know. Do you do you do you do the prophecy thing? Are you as hung up on it? Because <laughs> it seems like these people are very hung up on it. He mentioned prophecy twice in that description. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So this dude, Gene Bailey, wrote a thing. It's a big thing called the uh, Watchman Decree, which is kind of a warlike thing. The Watchman Decree is a thing that they recite at their events. And a clip of them went viral of them reciting this weird-ass decree on July 1st, 2020 at like a huge Flashpoint event where Marjorie Taylor Greene was in the audience. Of course Reciting this, this clip. But the thing is, the clip is like four minutes long. It's just them reciting this thing. And the thing is really interesting. So I th- thought we should just go through the Watchman Decree instead of listening to four minutes of boring them reciting it. Okay. So 
it's it's kind of long, but I, I I think it's important to hear this thing that Gene Bailey wrote because it's this is the things that these people believe. Okay, the Watchman Decree is like a very popular thing. I think it's in this. They have this one extra version of the Bible that's called like the Amp version, and that version has certain translations changed to be more friendly to Trump. So it includes like corruption in the things God is against. Whereas corruption wasn't a word that was in there before. Okay. Now it is mm-hmm. because it fits better with Trump's narrative. So they like that version of the Bible. Okay. Which is crazy talk. And that version has the Watchman's Decree in it. So here's the Watchman's Decree written by this dude, Gene Bailey. We decree that America's executive branch of government will honor God and defend the Constitution. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one. We decree that our legislative branch, and then in parentheses it says Congress, in case you're real stupid, <laughs> will write only laws that are righteous and constitutional. So I love vague words like righteous and constitutional. It's also funny that they have Constitution capitalized when it's the Constitution, but not capitalizing the word constitutional, mm. which I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm not a grammar person, but that seems wrong. I think it's probably right. Maybe it is. Either way, that's some <laughs> stupid shit. Not to give them credit, but yeah. I think it's right. We decree that our judicial system will issue rulings that are biblical and constitutional. So now they've said righteous, biblical, and God and constitution. That's the things they're really into. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see the, the how it reflects this religion, though? Mm-hmm. We decree that we stand against wokeness. The occult and every evil attempt against our nation. Wokeness. Wokeness. The wokeness is in their decree. Yeah. But it's like wokeness. They have. <laughs> it's right next to the occult. Yeah. Yeah. They're like evil and demons and wokeness. Yeah. If there's anybody I know that is really inclusive, it's the Satanists. They're like, hey, we're cool with everybody. There's a Puerto Rican Satanist. There's a Dominican Satanist. There's a black guy who's a Satanist. And they all get together and eat babies. If there's anything I know about Satanists, that's that. <laughs> we declare we now take back our God-giving freedoms according to our Constitution. We now take back our God-given freedoms? Yes. According to the Constitution. Exactly. Wait a minute. It goes back to what I said at the very beginning, that the founding fathers were in covenant with God. Remember how I said that's very important to understanding the whole thing? It's baked into all of it. So that sentence literally literally is saying the Constitution describes... God's word. God's word. Yes. Yeah, like God-given freedoms Mm -hmm. in the Constitution. Yes. So the Constitution is prophetic or like biblical like the Bible. Oh, wow. Which is the whole crux of this whole thing is they're trying to incorporate the American founding documents into Christianity as God's word. I know it's wild, isn't it? <laughs> wow. And this church is huge, a room full of thousands of people reciting this thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene standing there. Well, she's adult, so. Yeah, that's true. She'll recite anything. <laughs> Here's where it starts to get real scary. We declare that we take back influence at the local levels in our communities. So that's the call to action there. Oh, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. This one, we're going to have to, it's going to take a second. We decree that we take back permanently control positions of influence and leadership in the, each of the seven mountains. Okay? So according to them, the seven mountains mandate refers to Christians taking over the areas of religion, 
family, education, entertainment, media, government, and business in order to influence every aspect of our lives. So it goes back to that whole, we're going to infect everything. Interesting. Also explains a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they're going to talk about blood because it's it's religion, so they got to talk about blood. We decree the blood of Jesus covers and protects our nation. It protects and separates us for God. So... We're covered in Jesus' blood Ew. <laughs> as a country, but it protects us. Don't worry. It's like a special Jesus space blood. It's pure blood. We declare that our nation is energy independent. I feel like that one should have a question mark at the you end You put of it. a question mark, but it doesn't, I don't think they have one. Well, I feel like it should be, <laughs> we're it, into energy independent. That's a bold statement. It's a real bold statement. <laughs> I don't think that it's true. I think they want it to be. Maybe they should have worded it that way. We decree that we wish we were energy uh-huh. de- independent. Eh. Eh. Unless that involves not using fossil fuels, in which case, fuck that. Right. It's weird. I don't know. We de- declare that America is strong spiritually, financially, militarily, and technologically. Huh. If I feel like if you are, you don't have to say that. Uh, That's a weird thing to declare, isn't it? It is. It's very Putin-esque. I right. De- I declare that we are the best. Ever. <laughs> we are number one. I have declared to be number one <laughs> hockey player in all of Russia. He is, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It sounds very Putin-esque to me. Yeah. Mm. We decree that evil carries no power, authority, or rights in our land, nor over our people. Well, how do they know? I don't know. That's pretty general. Uh, how do they know what's evil? I don't know. Satan. And wokeness. And wokeness, yeah. <laughs> they put wokeness right next to the occult. So, yes, clearly those two things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. There's nothing There's nothing more accepting than an occult meeting. Neat. <laughs> we decree that we will operate in unity going beyond denominational lines in order to accomplish the purposes of God for our nation. Oh. So they're like... They're we're progressive. Yeah, we might let the Jews in on this. Or, I think is, or whatever else of... Christian denominations. Yeah, I think they're... Yeah, and the main implication is we're going to let the Jews in on this. That's what I see. Is that what the the wink wink? That's what it seems like to me, yeah. Okay. it's. I mean, from watching it and just thinking about it, it seems to be we're going to let the Jews in on this one Hmm. because we need them, Hmm. I think. And I also think they, they, as a rule, are very uh, pro-Israel. They are. Yeah, so it sort of fits with their whole worldview, you know what I mean? Well, it fits with the whole end times prophecy all that yeah that is the that is the watchman's decree written by the host gene bailey charming yeah so that would there's a clip of that gone viral and it's just like i said it's them reciting but there's marjorie taylor green in the middle of thousands of people saying that crazy shit against wokeness and whatnot and evil and just saying the constitution over and over again Mm -hmm. very ted cruz (laughs) <laughs> it's very Ted Cruz. Yeah, I would think he would like it, you know? Just start everything with, but the Constitution. Right? <laughs> so, now it's time to get down to the brass tacks. Time for the first clip of the week. So, this is a clip from a show called The Believer's Voice of Victory, which is a show on the Victory Network. And the episode is called How God is Using Donald Trump from uh, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland Ministries. <laughs> So this dude, Kenneth Copeland, is a televangelist who owns the Victory Channel. He's a very successful televangelist. And he's a total piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
In this episode, he's talking to another piece of shit named Stephen Strang. <laughs> and uh, this clip, Kenneth is explaining the persecution of Christians and like how you know this is real or something kind of like that. It's it's sometimes it's hard to explain. So but... one turd is talking to another turd mm-hmm. and being like. We know that what's happening has to be real because we're being persecuted. Yes, they have a persecution complex. And the reason they have a persecution complex is because according to their theology, that is a way you know you're on God's side. Mm. And so I've noticed a thing with a lot of them is they're obsessed with being persecuted. You know, Greg, that that other guy uh, from last week's episode that was at January 6th, he was obsessed Peters or whatever. He was the obsessed one from with, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. With being persecuted and they have to be or else they're not accurate messengers of God. And so I think he's kind of going into that vibe. And I just want you to hear this guy, Kenneth Copeland, because holy shit. Wow. Wow. We wow. He's not as extreme as Greg and in the way he talks, but I think what he's saying might be even worse. We're, uh, we're discussing this, uh, 2020, election, of course, and persecution has always come primarily from bad government. I mean, you go, God's people have been persecuted by bad government. That's the reason for the United States. I mean, it was bad government that pushed people over here to risk their very lives, and a lot of them didn't make it, to get out from under bad government that hated God. Now, that government claimed, claimed to love God And here I have in my possession, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. But it it was not the people. It was the government. And that's still true today. It's true today. Where uh, Christians are persecuted, and there's many Christians persecuted all over the world. And it's, it's with totalitarian governments leftist governments, socialist governments. And, you know, Donald Trump has actually um, lobbied on behalf of religious freedom in different parts of the world. You know, he... I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. I love that line. I noticed I that. noticed. I noticed. I, saw, I was like, <laughs> is that Donald Trump lobbying all over the world for freedom, freedom of, of religion? religion? Oh, yeah. I remember him in Zimbabwe going to court arguing for freedom of religion. I remember tuning in and it was like, oh, there's Trump again. I remember that. Lobbying for religious freedom. I remember him going to Saudi Arabia and totally (laughs) lobbying for religious freedom. What the fuck is this dude talking about? I have no idea. That was a lot of horse shit in a very, like, short segment. It really was. (laughs) That was. That was a clip from how God is using Donald Trump. I find it... He did bring up something really interesting there. It's If they hate the government and they hate kings, and kings are the reason that we made America. In fact, it was that king, King George, the one we hated so much we left that, that, that we use a King James Bible. Isn't that weird? He does. That is an interesting point. Oh, uh, yeah. Good point. Touche. These people. So that is why they have their own new Bibles, because they don't want to use the King James Bible because they don't like kings. Because if they're, if it's baked into their religion that 
the founding documents of America are God's word, then what the fuck are we doing reading the King's version of the Bible? Mm. It's a really actually an interesting point, and I think I don't think a lot of them have thought that through. And I think he stumbled on it in his weird fucking drunk sounding voice. <laughs> and that's how he was like, oh shit. And that's why he bailed halfway through and was like, it was the government, not people. That made no sense to me whatsoever. That's what I think happened. Mm. I think he halfway through realized the thing I just expressed about the King James not making any fucking sense. Uh And he lost his shit. That's what I think (laughs) happened in that clip. It's either that or a stroke. Uh, Yeah, either either way. It's really weird. And I I don't know. I find that clip threatening. I find it threatening. Uh, It's definitely concerning. Because the whole thing is like, oh, yeah, the Christians are persecuted by leftist governments all Le- over the he world. He said totalitarian, uh-huh. leftist, and socialist, and socialist governments, governments are persecuting Christians. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I don't, I've, maybe I missed the memo. Yeah, I completely didn't, I didn't get that memo either. It's weird. <laughs> so the next clip is going to be longer and it's going to be a lot to unpack. So they're talking about God and using like foreshadowing in the Bible And there's an interesting part where he kind of addresses my question about a new religion out of this. He comes to a different conclusion than I do, but he does question it, which I think is interesting. And then things take a weird turn and they go into Alex Jones territory. So (laughs) get ready to hear, get ready for that. That we can see a foreshadowing in in the Bible. But, But, you know, we do that in other ways. Didn't people say that Martin Luther King was like Moses leading his children to freedom? And... Um, and and other things like that, or maybe somebody would follow God and they would say, well, he's like Abraham, or God raised somebody up like Joseph or like an Esther. We use it, but never before with the president. I've never heard any of this with any of our presidents. Mm. And I think that it's important that we understand this. Now, can we make a, can we start a new denomination with a new theology? I think not, but it should make us go, hmm, I well, wonder other, at what God is at work. The other two times that it happened, one was Abraham Lincoln, the other was Ronald Reagan. And each one of these men changed things. They absolutely Because did. they didn't know anything about government. Now, Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer. He was not a president. He, I mean, politics was not so much the thing with him, it was slavery that was the thing with him. It was the moral purpose behind what he was doing. Ronald Reagan is the same, basically the same thing, but never, never in as critical a time, well, except Lincoln, of course, but never at such a critical time as this and never to this degree. Because this man (laughs) thinks he's a billionaire. Ronald Reagan thought he was president. And Gloria said to me, she said, well, Ronald Reagan's an excellent actor. And all he had to do was act like a good president. And he was. (laughs) Well, yeah, okay, come on. The great communicator. Yes, sir. He played the part. Mm -hmm. So this man is playing the part of a billionaire running a business. He's used to being boss. He's not used to people telling him what to do. And he's used to negotiating with people 
that change nations and control things. And the globalists, we call them. And yeah. that's really the struggle here. Yeah. Everything else can kind of be traced back to that. And that's a one world government, which the Bible talks about. We have to wonder what's you know, really going on. Whoa. I feel like I'm eavesdropping on like a crazy conspiracy conversation. Yeah, it it, it got into Alex Jones territory there at the end, didn't it? Uh-huh. With the global globalists. Globalists. And the new world order <laughs> is the real problem. It's in the Bible. In the Bible, it says that, and it's the real problem. The globalists. I don't even know like what they were talking about. Like, okay, well, Reagan for- wasn't president first off he was an actor yeah that's the first thing i noticed is that apparently he said it was he said abraham lincoln was fighting slavery and then he said ronald reagan was basically doing the same thing so apparently ronald reagan was fighting slavery which i i didn't know that who knew and then yeah second donald trump thinks he's a billionaire so does that mean kenneth copeland knows that he's like not actually a billionaire is that what he's trying to imply because we all know that Trump isn't actually a billionaire. He's actually not got nearly as much money as he pretends to. I don't think that's the point. I think he was saying something more like, because he said the same thing about Reagan. Reagan mm-hmm. wasn't really a president. Yeah. But he was. But he was. He was elected. Yeah, I don't get what he's going at. I don't understand. But he, th- but I, I mean, I guess, I think what he's, if I'm being generous, okay, if I'm being generous in translation, what he's trying to say is that Ronald Reagan thought of himself as an actor and he got in the job of president and that's why he was able to change the world because he was used to being a communicator Mm. and he's saying that Donald Trump was used to being a businessman so when he became president he was good at communicating with the world because he was already used to talking to powerful people but we all know that isn't true so it's crazy talk right but that's what I think generously he was trying to say interesting but it was it was a delusional maniac saying it so it came off ridiculous and then they took it into, by the way, the globalists are the real enemies. And there's a new world order, one world government. And it says so in the Bible. And it says so in the right. Bible. It totally says that. Wow. I remember that. Huh. Yeah. So I think uh, I think it's weird that it goes into Alex Jones territory because it really totally does. I yeah, mean, it just veers right off. And I'm like, should I be listening to this conversation? Yeah, now they're talking about globalists. <laughs> what the globalists? What a weird, what a weird turn. All right, so now it's time for our super fun clip. This is a fun one. There's music. Oh. Yeah. Good. So this is Hank Kuhneman. This is the guy that is like another guest that's often on there, okay? Hank Kuhneman's just another preacher in this batch of them. Now, Hank is a preacher from Flashpoint. He's a huge figure in the Trump religion, and he does this, like, intense service with music and prophecy, and he'll close his eyes and he'll prophesy while the music is playing and then these ladies will be singing they have a band of like 20 people it's like a whole to do it's a production this last sunday he did one of these intense services and he did a sermon and it was called snakes in the grass will be overthrown referring to joe biden and so this is just a this is just a gem of a clip right here so here's hank kuneman Upon the sound of the lion of Canada. Pay attention to the sound of the lion of Judah that shall roar through protests in Australia. And pay attention to the sound of the lion of Judah in you, United States. And it shall be Canada 
the United States and Australia that shall arise in their numbers and in their protestings that shall break a decree and a sound that has touched this globe. Oh yeah, there will be other nations that will arise. God says pay attention because in Australia, in Canada, and in the United States, your resistance to bow and your standing up shall release a change of leadership and those who rule. Oh, right. That was fun. Wow. I liked it. I like the beat. Prophecy. It's great. It reminds me of like a mid-level uh magician yeah like getting it ready did to do have some, like a magician yeah vibe. like getting ready to do some like awesome tricks and illusions if you see the stage it has that vibe to it a lot oh, and yeah. he has lots of female singers around that'll be like and he said canada you know it's <laughs> i found it weird too that like in that did you notice that he said like i'm gonna prophesy three countries specifically and then he was like what if other countries rise up? So he's like, also other ones will rise yeah, up. Yeah, like some other ones too. But keep your eyes on Canada, <laughs> the United States. And I like that. He built a like a he built a workaround into yeah, his prophecy. Because he could be like, I did say others. I did say others too. too. So in case like Eng- he's like, fuck, I didn't say England or, you know, maybe Israel, you know, he didn't And then he said something about your refusal to kneel and to your bow, to bow. And your standing up will usher in a new leader a change of power yeah because as we all know the same person runs canada australia and the united states obviously obviously the new world order <laughs> yeah it's it's psychopathic bah, 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 yeah bah, bah. he has he has more of a fun spin on the on the thing but it's the same the it's same a show shit. it's yeah. a it's a theatrical production yeah and so hank his yet another one so we've now went through i mean like 10 preachers i mean mm-hmm. there's and i have more there's not it's not like there's a never-ending well of this mm-hmm. which i find really interesting but i think now you've seen how it moved through to this victory network place and is spreading this shit and how that gets to politicians so I think like next week we're gonna I'm gonna play clips from some politicians that are mimicking some of the things these people are saying, and that's how we'll kind of round it off. Because I could go on and on and on for years with just clips of these preachers, and maybe I will. <laughs> maybe I will. Oh no. But yeah, I mean I'll wrap up the series next week by doing that. But I'm gonna keep an eye on them. So who knows? We might have fun audio clips just from now on of just these nuts. <laughs> Because there's a gaggle of them, just a gaggle of nuts that are just fun to me. Mm. Uh, have you enjoyed it? <laughs> it's been um, entertaining. It's kind of scary, but it's also entertaining. Well, yeah, and also just the fact that, I mean, this is a whole other side of things for yeah. me personally <laughs> yeah. that I would never venture into. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is what I do in my free time for yeah, fun. Yeah, I know you do this for fun. This is what I do for kicks. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Speaking of that, we next we're gonna do the uh, gut punch line of the week, where I watch some horrible ass Greg Gutfeld and talk <laughs> Again? about. Yeah, like why? I don't know. This is what I do for fun. <laughs> to me, this is entertainment. Okay. So here we have it. 
this week's dun 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 gut punch line of the week. Woo! Yeah, so get ready. Here we go. Here's Greg being lame. So Democrats are freaking out that they peaked too early with just weeks to go before the midterms. Their celebrations were so premature, it reminds me of prom night. <laughs> I know. I wish the election was in August, said one Democrat, as they watched their momentum fade like an electric car trying to get up a hill. And the polls have Republicans pulling away like Leo DiCaprio from a woman who just turned 26. Because <laughs> he likes him young. That's the joke, in case you missed it. All right. Oh, God. I'm not laughing. That was... <laughs> Well, you can't laugh when he explains the joke. That's know, comedy what you, 101. You don't, you don't explain your you joke. You don't explain the joke, and no. everybody gets it. And it's also old. Like the Leonardo DiCaprio slam That's like old three weeks ago. Yeah, you were way behind on yeah. that one, yeah. A. B, it, you don't explain the joke ever. That is like, have you ever seen a comedian do that? No, because it's awful. If you, if you have to explain your joke, then it wasn't funny. Then it wasn't even close to funny. Right. And the thing is, there was a setup in there that could have been funny. And the it was the part about being premature. Mm-hmm. They prematurely peaked. And I think he could have said something like, more premature than Matt Gates' contact list. <laughs> See? At least that would have been funny. Or, you know, you could replace it with Clinton if you wanted to make it a right-wing slant, you know? Right, yeah. But my point is, like, that is alone funnier just based on his own message. Or at least I think it's funnier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also more dark, but maybe that's just how I roll. But he went with prom night, which is just gross, because now you're imagining him, and it's gross. Why not make it a play on someone that you hate? Right. It was right there, especially because Bill Clinton is famous for his philandering. Right. So I don't know. I don't know why he didn't do it. Or you could have said Epstein, you know, more premature than a flight on Epstein's airplane. Boom. I just, it's its not that hard. But he makes it seem like it's the hardest job in the world. Mm-hmm. He really sucks. Just awful. Yeah. Just awful. I, I really, really dislike that guy. And his show is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. And what bothers me is that it has the form of jokes. Like, he, he clearly understands how to tell a joke. The Leonardo DiCaprio one, although dated, was actually a joke. It was situated like one. But then he had to explain it. That's what bothers me about it. It's like it's like seeing a house that has the architecture of a house, but then it's made out of saran wrap or something. Like, it's wrong. <laughs> You're just like, wait a minute. You had everything you needed. It looked like a house. And then you fucked it up. <laughs> I don't understand it. Or like asbestos. It's like a house made of nothing but asbestos. It's just cancerous and toxic and gross. <laughs> just like him. But it's the shape of a house. He's the... Sh- yeah, it's terrible. And yeah, so that clip was from like Monday. It wasn't... It, again, it was not hard to do this. So yeah. I like doing it. I'm going to enjoy doing it. And I'm going to torture you every week with just some horrible <laughs> fucking shit this douchebag says. Great. So anyway... That does it for this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Tune in next week where we're going to be hearing clips from the likes of Lauren Boebert. So get excited to hear from Lauren Boebert. Or as some people call her, Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert. Which I feel like is wrong. Uh, yeah. Lauren Bobert. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to have clips from her. It's going to be great. We have a website, carolinasnowflakes.com. Be sure to visit that. Listen to some episodes. Love you guys. Tune in next week. Bye.